Hello and welcome to Nintendo Nostalgia. I am your host, Josh, and I am here with three others tonight. Um, of course, we have Jacob and Ryan. He's alive! Yes, Jacob is alive. I'm contrary alive. to popular belief. At least I think he is. And uh, tonight, we also have <laughs> we also have a special guest tonight. Uh, a longtime friend of mine, Zach Adams. Hello. And Hello. he is joining us tonight um, for... Tonight's topic mostly being about Age of Calamity, uh, Breath of the Wild 2, all of that sort of thing. We're kind of mushing some of that together. But he's a big Zelda fan, so I thought he would be a great pick for this one. Um, so how are you doing, Zach? I'm doing pretty good. How are y'all? I'm pretty good. Uh, just kind of, I'm, I'm glad that Jacob is doing all right, is in good health. Um, I realized that the address that I sent that package to was actually his old address. I don't have his new address, so... Uh, uh yeah, mm, hopefully uh, everything's okay over at that old address. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what to say to that one. You, you <laughs> took my joke. I was gonna say something about him being a ghost, but you know we'll just go with that. Anyhow, <laughs> we apologize to anyone who was harmed in the making of all of this nonsense. Anyhow, to my door, and I've come out uh, as a wrinkly Kong incarnation of yes. Jacob. <laughs> And I'm now, here for the episode. He is here to help you find your next golden bananas. That's right. All right. Well, with all of that said, um, let's go ahead and jump into what we are Radical Rexing about. All right. So the way we usually do this here, uh, we will have our guest go first. So, Zach, what are you Radical Rexing about today? Well, honestly, the biggest thing is I, I work <laughs> a lot. I go to work in the morning, and I stay pretty late, mm. and I come home, and most of the time I will fall asleep and get up and do it all over again. I game when I can. Um, nothing in particular. I jump around between Age of Calamity here lately and uh, been playing Fortnite with you, Josh, and a few others, so that's been fun getting together that way. And Honestly, that's pretty much it work sleep and playing games when i can yeah we have been a lot um a lot of Fortnite, which is something i definitely never thought i'd be saying like i said before and zach's a big reason for that um uh, yeah and, and the mandalorian i want to give more con uh, more um credit to the mandalorian just just to be kind of a jerk but <laughs> i'm a big uh chronicles of narnia fan i've recently watched uh all three, they're on Disney Plus. Um, there you go. <laughs> it makes me sad that you say all three and that's it. I wish there was more. I know. I want it. I want it more. They they need to do more. There's seven books, right? Silver Chair may be a little weird, but you know, yeah. the rest of them are great. That's yeah, actually that's a it. series. One of the only book series I've read like all of. I think um, it's been a while. I actually, have pretty them, good. and I have never read them. I know. Shame oh. on me. Shame on me. I had a book that had all of them in it. Like it was a big thick book. Pretty good. Hmm. Oddly enough, I think Magician's Nephew is probably my favorite one. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. It's cool. Well, anyhow, Ryan, how about you today? Um, hmm. Well, you know, I just, uh, down to the wire, just an hour before we started recording, I finished, I rolled uh, the true credits. I'm, I'm assuming they're true credits anyway. I got the, uh, uh, the character. Um, I know this is going to be spoilers later in the episode, but I don't want to just blow it all right here, you know. So, 
Um, but other than that, uh, not a whole lot's been going on. Uh, I did get Captain Toad Treasure Tracker for like less than five bucks uh, with the DLC. It was a price error at Walmart, and uh, you know, sent that the NOS crew's way, and a couple of the people were able to pick it up. So um, it's pretty cool. I haven't played it yet. There's a lot of games in my backlog that I need to play. Um, but you know, this uh, AOC has been taking up all of my time lately, and I've been enjoying every minute of it. But we'll get into that in the topic. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jacob, how about you? Well, um, I'm back for the first time in a couple weeks. First time this year. Happy New Year to everybody. Um, I'm doing good. I have been able to uh, beat Age of Calamity as well, um, at least the main stuff. And uh, that was really fun. I'm excited to talk about it. Um, I'm playing Nino Kune right now. Not very far, but um, I really enjoy what I've done, and it's been really, really fun because my daughter, all the kids, uh, um, were just glued to the television when I turned it on this past weekend for the first time. I think they're really amazed at a game that looks like a full-on cartoon for the most part, and especially in those cutscenes, and that I'm able to control it and play it. I think they're really fascinated, especially my daughter, and it was really funny. I let her have the controller when I, like, went to this open area um it's kind of the to go between towns and that's where you'll have to grind and beat random enemies and um she was doing that and she knows how to button mash a so um, i just let her she like leveled me up a couple levels um so i'm thinking if i ever need a grind in the game i'm just gonna give her the controller and let her just hit a and they'll get me through the boring parts of a game but that's so that game is really uh it's been fun so far I haven't. I'm not too deep into it to give a fair judgment, but um, I like what I've done so far. Um, I started working out today again. Um, real excited. I've been off the rails on that for too long. Um, it's time to get back into the way I used to be, and I used to. Uh, I used to work out, uh, you know, six days a week, uh, about two, one, two to three hours a day and track my meals and i'm not gonna go as full-on trainer mode jacob as i used to be when i was a personal trainer but doing what i can um with life uh, as a single father of two um and a new relationship with my girlfriend and college and working full-time so just doing what i can to get back at it time to get back in shape a bit so um, yeah, other than that, you know, that's really what I'm Radical Rexing about. I'm excited to talk about this game. Uh, I'm super stoked for it. Nice. I'm glad I finally know how to pronounce the name of that game. Um, I think I've actually, what was it? Nina Kuni. Nina Kuni. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah. I Nina Kuni, and that's the right way. And Nina Kuni, Nina Kuni, Kuni, forget it. I'm not even going to try. Um, I'd say it wrong anyway. I'm from West Virginia. Yeah. Um, now, as for me, um, hey, so am I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't feel like. Well, I don't know. We both kind of have an accent, I guess. Um, now, now, for as for myself, one of the biggest things I'm excited about right now that it just honestly <laughs> sounds kind of depressing, but just kind of keeps me going when I know this is coming, is we are planning for a Disney trip in March. Uh, Disney Walt Disney World. Um, for anybody who's not like you know on the East Coast. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm always super excited about that. That's one of my favorite places to go. I know it's 
might be silly to some or whatever, but that's just since I was a kid and all the memories I have there, I don't really get to do it very much now. Obviously, I'm not near it, so I don't really get to be a part of it, but try to make it back every bit we can. And uh, of course, we'll be taking our six-year-old and my wife. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And part of part of that has kind of got me into a Star Wars. Um, I, don't, I don't know what the word for it is, but basically we're watching a lot of Star Wars. Um, going through all the movies because my kid hadn't seen them all um, before. And we actually were already in the middle of watching Star Wars Rebels um, and we hadn't finished it. So we're at to the point chronologically where we're going to go ahead and wrap that up. And then we're going to watch the rest of the movies before March with her. Um, but yeah, I've always loved it, but like, you know, right now it's just really hitting a nerve, um, where we're just really watching all of it and trying to, trying to get through all of it. Um, so that's been fun. Looking forward to that. They have that new Star Wars area there. I won't go all into it, mm-hmm. but, um, definitely excited about milk. that. The green milk is really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we've even got reservations to the cantina there. I'm really excited for that. But, awesome. um, yeah, um. Now, other than that, yeah, like Ryan said, I got the uh, um, <laughs> Captain Toad for $4 yesterday, the DLC and all that. And I had it on the Wii U. That's why I never got it on the Switch, even though I really wanted it on there, especially with some of the extra Odyssey stuff. But uh, really glad I got it for what, what I did. Um, I haven't played it a whole lot yet. Me and my daughter sat down and played a few of the levels co-op, and that was fun. Um, I don't think you could do that on the Wii U version, so that was cool. Uh, the camera's a little hard to fight between two people but it it works um and other than that um i guess i guess it's worth mentioning like jacob said he he said he'd been sort of working out and stuff again um i'm actually trying to lose a few pounds myself um he's probably going more for muscle where i'm just trying to lose some of the, the excess fat here um kind of before disney it's sort of my goal so i'm actually feeling pretty good about that i've been eating a little bit healthier the past couple days um still haven't exercised as much as I could have, but I'm getting there. Um, I just want to more comfortably fit in some of my clothes um, the way I was before some of the quarantine stuff. But yeah, that is about it. So I don't want to waste too much more time, but before we get into the topic, we do have one more thing. Um, We have two voicemails, it looks like, to go through. So we will go ahead and start rolling those, and then we will go into the topic. Guys, what is up? This is um, Ryan from Massachusetts. Uh, first off, thanks for taking my call. And, uh, you know, work's been super crazy busy, but that's besides the fact because I'm radical rexing right now. So I've been grinding Smash lately, trying to get Mario, Diddy Kong, and Link all in Elite Smash. Uh, if that makes me you know, sound awful, Smash player, sorry. But, uh, yeah, you guys just had the Nintendo Power episode. Uh, sorry I didn't call in for that. I didn't really have any memories for that other than, you know, I I never subscribed. But I always loved watch, looking at the, you know, the box art and seeing a whole different universe of the characters that I like playing, such as, like, Super Mario World and uh, Donkey Kong Country. But, uh, hey, thanks for taking my call, and uh, just keep doing great things for the show. You guys are building a great community. I'm telling my friends about you, and uh, let's keep rocking. Get it. See you guys. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Um, 
Yeah, if you ever get a chance, I, I don't know if it would mean much to you, but maybe go back and check out some of those old Nintendo Power magazines. Because um, mm-hmm. actually, I, I even I go back every once in a while, and I've, I've taken a look at some of them. And it's just kind of neat to go and look back at things. Um, even for me, even some of the stuff I don't remember as well, it's kind of neat to go back and just kind of see how it was. Uh, yeah, so thanks for calling in. Thank you so much for like you know shouting out the show to people and getting people introduced to what we do. It's uh, we love what we do and we love to share it with you guys. So thank you. Definitely, Ryan. Good to hear from you, man. We have got one more here. Scoop. You may have heard of this guy. Uh, he's he's been on the show a couple times. So uh, let's uh, let's get get playing on it. Hey guys, it's Chris. Uh, just wanted to say congratulations to our newest host, Jacob Zombie. Um, I hear that he smells pretty bad, but hopefully he has a lot to contribute to uh, to the conversation, so it's something to deal with. So uh, congrats to you, Jacob Zombie. Um, I also wanted to say that uh, I've been playing Clubhouse games for like three hours now, and I finally just beat Impossible Mode. <laughs> so I am now officially the master of Moncala. So if anyone is interested in playing me in Moncala, feel free to hit me up if you feel like losing. All right, guys, I'll talk to you later. Have a great show. I'll talk to you soon. Bye now. All right. <laughs> but he said, I'm, I'm sure he smells bad. I, I, he totally missed a chance of saying, but that shouldn't be too different than normal. Like I, I, That's what I was expecting. I was a little disappointed he didn't say that. So he did say something about the conversation. I, first, I thought he said conversation. I'm like, oh, that kind of fits in with the whole wrinkly Kong theme. That's what know? I was going to say. This is a Kong conversation. <laughs> and by the way, I just worked out, so I only smell bad from that. He's not mm-hmm. dead. <laughs> I'm not dead. I'm alive. Listen, our uh, we all know a special someone has declared fake news in the world and um this is fake news i never died i'm alive <laughs> twitter has shut me up but i'm alive and i'm here so take it for that's real okay. this is the real news source i'm alive <laughs> that's okay facebook has me in jail yes if no one sees me posting to the group like i normally would it's because facebook has decided i'm not allowed to so Mm -hmm. i'll be back in about a week i don't know why but anyhow um chris thanks for calling in and let's go ahead and get to the topic we are talking about um hyrule warriors age of calamity So got a handful of things here we kind of want to go over with it. I will go ahead and say, Ryan mentioned it uh, earlier as well. Um, right now, we're going to keep things pretty spoiler-free. Um, some of the early stuff, maybe some of the first few characters and things like that, where the story kind of starts. But um, we're mostly going to keep that spoiler-free for everybody. Now, in some of the later parts of the episode, and we will warn you again, we'll try to put a time, time stamp and all of that. Um, we may sort of jump into some of the spoilers um, to talk about some of the story and things like that. But again, we'll we'll warn you when it gets there. 
Um, so yeah, um, I wanted to go ahead and start just with saying, uh, kind of comparing it some to the original Howard Warriors, if that's all right. Um, did yeah, you all sure. play the original as well? I did not. I own I it. I, I own did. both versions, actually. I've got played the 3DS one too. I have the Wii U version. I don't have the greatest memories with it, but I do have it. And it was, I did beat the main campaign, which was fun. It was fun. Yeah, that was one I, I did have on. I had the Wii U and the 3DS version. We played the crap out of it on the Wii U. Um, it's actually one of the ones that my, uh, my wife likes to jump in on co-op with me. It's kind of one that's you can sort of go in, sort of like this one. You can go in sometimes and just mindlessly go into some battles and just kind of rake through like hundreds of bad guys. Um, but, but yeah, we, we put a good bit of time into it. Um, there's definitely some comparisons to be made with that one. And this one, um, some good and some bad. And I definitely want to hear some of your all's thoughts for, for me, um, with this one, I, it's hard for me to say which one I actually like better. I kind of want to say age of calamity. Um, I do like the story, um, the way it goes about that a lot better. Um, and the first one I felt like kind of seem like a goofy fan fiction um i mean i like seeing a lot of the different characters from the different games come together but it just especially the extra characters like sia and them just did not click with me um so i really liked how this one felt more focused it it felt more like they were continuing to build some of the lore that they've already started um from breath of the wild and potentially some stuff into the sequel again i don't want to say too much there yet but so I really liked how they did that. There's other little aspects that I'm not as crazy over. Um, like, uh, I feel like there was maybe a little bit more character variety in the first one. Um, again, without going too deep into that. Um, so I kind of missed out on that. Um, another thing was just sort of the way the map was, was a little bit confusing. It was one big map. Um, there was like a hundred stores for some reason. So that was that was a little messy. The little things like that. For the most part, though, like the gameplay wasn't all that different. Um, there was some moments where, well, I guess I could say that with the first one, too. Some of it, it's like, oh, this will be easy. And you get in there and it's like ridiculously difficult and it requires grinding or something. But yeah, to kind of compare the two, um, like if you played the first one and you liked it, I think you'll still very much like this one, um, especially if you have that connection to Breath of the Wild. What do you all think? Uh, I, as far as the gameplay goes, um, I felt like it was a mix between like the way Breath of the Wild played and then how the first Tower Warriors played. Um, it took some getting used to, for sure, uh, especially like what you said uh, about the map, Josh. Um, I both like it and maybe kind of disliked it at the same time. I like that it paid a tribute to Breath of the Wild. I thought that was neat, the way it looked, uh, just even the audio, just from how you go from different things on the menu and that kind of thing. So that was pretty cool. Um, I did find it maybe kind of confusing to, oh, wait, where am I going? What, what, what am I looking at? Um, just because it looked like the Breath of the Wild map. But um, um, yeah, so I, I liked it, kind of disliked it. Um, I like how like how the characters play. Um, they feel very fluid, uh, for lack of better words. Um, and there's a lot of variety there, I feel, uh, between the different uh, characters and whatnot. Um, not that there wasn't in the first Hyrule Warriors game, but I don't know. This, because it borrowed from the uh, Breath of the Wild story, um, or added to that, rather. I don't know. It feels like the 
the way those characters play in Age of Calamity. I don't know. It just seems better to me. Yeah. So I heard that there was a ton of content in the first one for Hyrule Warriors. Oh, gosh. Um, and there was a lot of, like, weird stuff. I heard a lot of complaints about Tingle being the worst character in the game. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this game really has a terrible character in it. It um, does. Yes, it does. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, okay, yes, there is one that is r- multiple, depending on how you look at it. But Yeah. Um, I can see that. And, and, and I noticed even in the ending, they, they left that character out. <laughs> yeah but yeah but so i I, sorry i was thinking of like a certain other character that's kind of a joke character but actually it's pretty (laughs) viable but uh right yeah (laughs) um but other than that like you know there was a story like in both of them I think this one's a little more canon than the older one. Um, again, I'm not speaking from experience, more from what I've heard in passing. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see how the Zoras feel. Um, it, I don't know how many are in there. I'm assuming that Princess Rudo is in there uh, for the original one. But uh, I'm kind of curious to see how they handle and how they handle differently and how they handle somewhat the same as the Zoras that are in this game. So She is, yeah. Well, if I may say on that... Um... Princess Rito, I think that's her name. Uh, she was in the first one, and there was a there's a few moves that Mifa has in Age of Calamity that kind of reminded me of Princess Rito um, okay. in the first Hyrule Warriors. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cool. Yeah, it's kind of the same with like uh, Daruk, and uh, wow, Darunia. I just Darunia, thank you. Darunia. Wow, I'm ashamed yeah. of myself. I went blank. The Gorons are like shame my on favorite you, man. Shame species on you. out of this, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that lines up pretty well. Um, Jacob, did you have any kind of thoughts between the two of those, the two games? The first one, um, to compared to Age of Calamity, um, I mean, they felt exactly almost the same gameplay-wise to me, but um, I, the story is 20, 100 times better in Age of Calamity than it is the first one, though. Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah, and there's like the the villain isn't um, basically ten percent clothed either, so we're okay. <laughs> I hear, yeah. Like, like I said, I, I looking back, like I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I don't want to sound like I didn't like the first one, but it just <laughs> that I, the extra characters, the, the original characters, I guess, and that I could have done without. Like Lana wasn't too bad, but I, I don't know. The whole premise was just kind of weird, and it didn't feel even very Zelda like. Um, it felt like that, a fan fiction. They just got that, to go off the walls with that one, you know. And and this one, I felt like they were very, although they did more than I thought they would. Uh, they I felt like they were very boxed in with what they could do, which made it seem leveled down and <laughs> appropriate, you know. Did uh, how did Linkle turn out? I heard that they they know they pushed that for a little bit, like saying, "Hey, there's a female version of Link." Like terrible. I mean, it's flat out a joke. Yeah. I... <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I, I, I don't want to fully, I guess, spoil the first game either in case somebody goes back. But she's just, she's kind of got a sad story um, mm-hmm. that's just about her. And she doesn't really do anything of any importance. Okay. Um, she's just kind of, it's it's, it's almost like it really there. is there as a joke. Like, it's, it's she's kind of silly, which is fun, but mm-hmm. there's just not really much of a purpose for it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. She, yeah. You, you'll have to 
She Maybe was there to appease the people who wanted a female playable character. That's, That's all. It. That's, That's kind of what I feel like it was, which is kind of I feel like and they people who were fans of Link's crossbow training. That's kind of right, cool. right. Hey, I was a fan. No, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, it was a fun little game. I'm getting a little off topic. I'm sorry. You no, know, yeah. it's for that uh, the alternate universe game, the uh, Legend of Linkle, starring Zelda. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um. So yeah, I, I guess with this, we've already played. What I think we've all played. We've at least gotten to the first, the end of the main story. Correct. Um, yes. Now, without like going again, without going too far into the spoilers, did you all have a favorite? I can't say like a favorite character yet, but did you all have sort of like a favorite champion? Because I know that that sort of encapsulates a lot of the variety, I guess, between there being a Rito and a Goron and all of that. Um, was there one there you sort of preferred or one that sort of annoyed you to use, so to speak? I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, outside of Link, uh, I'm a traditionalist. So for the record, like, I know I don't probably fit the mold that most people do, but like I, I love playing as Link as my number. Like the game's about Link. Link's the hero. He's the main character. So like it really bothers me if I go and I like say you fight, you know, Calamity Ganon with Mifa. You know, I want right. to, I want to beat him with Link because like that's what would really happen in the story. However, outside of Link, if I had to choose any of like the four main champions um i i'm a bit of a bruiser i loved uh daruk i thought he was just i thought he was a beast i i loved mowing down on the giant uh the giant moblins the tall ones like you know you normally like with the other characters you have to get them and break down their meters before you really could like do some massive damage and i was pounding these dudes down before their meters were even broke and they were almost dead just by regular hits of from daruk so i thought that was really cool i just loved how he felt like you know like the hulk of the bunch so that was that was yeah. fun i like that I'd have to, if I could jump in, I'd actually have to agree on that one um, with Daruk. I always like the Gorons anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just felt fun to play as. Like, and when you'd run, some of them get, do kind of like funky animations when they go to run. That sometimes can be problematic. Um, but the role, I feel like, worked really well. Um, I don't know if you're really moving any faster than anyone else, but it sort of felt like it. Um, and just those extra moves and stuff you get to unlock over time, um, I thought felt really nice. Weren't real complicated or kind of awkward like they didn't feel as gimmicky as some other characters so i really appreciated that so yeah i'd agree with you on that one yeah yo ryan oh fish waifu's best waifu i mean okay next (laughs) Uh, he said waifu you're all i'm kidding (laughs) no i i really liked um how swift that Mifa is and just how she kind of dances across the battlefield and like yeah. how she swims and everything. Like it's, it's so fluid and so poetic even. Um, I like that in contrast to another character that's similar. Um, but also I like both of them for both of their, uh, their presentations. I've always liked the Zoras. So like playing yeah. as, you know, actually becoming a Zora originally and Majora's mask was amazing. That was, like, cool. that was oh, yeah. one of the coolest things. So like I've, it's always stuck with me. And so, like, being able to play as them again was great. I do agree that Mifa felt really, no pun intended, fluid to move. (laughs) She did feel good the way she she moved around the battlefield. Swim through the air. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that was a bit weird, but yeah. uh, (laughs) It was. 
it was cool to have that. Um, now, I will say, uh, attack speed boost on her is amazing. <laughs> and I thought it was cool how, like, you could basically just shoot, like, a little title, like, a little whirlpool, war- warp pool thing, and you could just hit the ZR button, and you just pop up through it, and you can really hit people in the head, get headshots in. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she's actually my wife's favorite one to use in this healing game. And like, yeah, the healing that that's that's one reason why that's <laughs> come in handy a lot. Because if, even if you're playing co-op, like if she's standing, if I'm close to her when she uses like her special move, it'll give me some of my hearts back too. So that's oh. that's it's not much, but when you're in a mm-hmm. pinch, like it can it can give you the harder two that you know keeps you alive. So that's that's really good. Zach, I think I know your answer, but what you got? I might surprise you. Um, uh, I, honestly, I feel like I really like Urbosa, um, kind okay. of for the same reasons Ryan did. Um, I feel like, and I've heard people describe her as this, uh, just the way she moves around, uh, the way she attacks, it's like a, a beautiful dance. Um, and just the whole element of, of lightning and just that, I don't know, uh, it's kind of like how I, I pick Game & Watch as my main in Smash Brothers. I, mm. I, I don't know why I like them, I just do. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about Urbosa. She just... I don't know. There's just something to her. Um, just the way she moves, the, her combos, how that all sets mm. up. It's she's good. She's good. Actually, she's a you super... the least out of the four main. Your huh. least favorite? I don't know if she's my least favorite. I used her the least though. She's the. Uh, she's not even like. Yeah. She's very low. I need barely leveled her up. I didn't. I don't know. I just didn't really have a desire to play with her that much. Ravali is my least. Favorite ah. champion the yeah. Um, I think is probably my least favorite, but Rivali is pretty close. Uh, he kind of grew on me as it got as he got stronger. We got more combos yeah. and stuff. Like yes. then it started feeling a little bit. I think I dislike another similar character more than I do Rivali. But I think uh, I, yeah, I think I, I thought Rivali was fun at first, but then he got to be, I don't know, kind of complicated to control. So I, he. He does better in the air than on the ground. Yeah. Um, I don't know. His ground moveset is very limited. And hmm. yeah. I felt kind of cheap, though, if I just camped out in the sky with him, honestly. Yeah. So I didn't use him too much. He's not, he's, he's barely leveled up in my game, too. I think the problem. Characters evenly leveled up. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I think my problem with Rivali and Danielle can, it, she doesn't use him at all because of this, is when you're moving, when he starts flying. Um, it, it just sort of, it feels jerky. Like the way he looks like he's flying doesn't feel like, or it doesn't control the way it, it looks like it should, if that makes sense. I could see that. Um, and it, it's, it's hard to see also it's split screen. Like the camera just does not like that. It just sort of stares at the ground. That's a, that's a topic we can bring up later. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> we'll definitely hammer that one home. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. We'll, we'll save some of that then. <laughs> but yeah. And, and Zach, I agree with you on, uh, um, or Bosa too. Like she, she's super cool to use. Um, there's also another aspect to her that I think is cool. I don't know if that counts as a spoiler, so I won't say just yet. But, um, but yeah, the lightning and all of that is is super neat. I think the only thing that I wasn't huge on with her, and this runs, I run into this with a couple different characters, is like having to manage the meter because mm-hmm. it's just something else to think about. Hers isn't that bad. Like I never felt like I completely understood Impa's. Um, gimmick oh. or whatever. Okay. Like, oh, I, no, I no, like no. Impa a lot. The Impa's really cool. I, I just don't feel like She's I completely best. get her gimmick, but like, Provosa's cool. got that meter, but it is it is at least easy to understand. 
I, was I there like, any other? Herbosa had the ability to redraw in the sparks around her and charge up her oh, meter faster, which was really cool. I did not. Yeah, when you use like power attacks, there's like sparks that surround her, and you can actually just draw them back in to gain your power I meter back faster. Yeah. I did not know that. Cool. Hmm. I guess why I mentioned it <laughs> with Empa, do do you do you all kind of get her get it. her gimmick? I feel like I'm one of the only. Oh yeah, I totally get that I, one. I feel like and maybe it's just me, and I don't have a good feel for the the button presses exactly, but I do get it. You you hit the one button to set up the symbol. You go and you absorb it, um, and I get that. I just don't have the best feel for it. But I love powering her up, get all three symbols loaded up. Man, she can <laughs> really lay on the damage and it is it's fun you can really get that weak point gauge down quick mm -hmm. yeah she is my uh she's the one that i lean into heavily for collecting materials like her weapon is all yeah. about picking up the materials from all the different locations and like specialty ones and stuff like that that's that's all she is she's basically for farming items um yeah. but as i've been playing and farming items I've, I've she's really grown on me at first i wouldn't touch her at all uh, mainly because a lot of people said she's the best. I'm like, oh, I'll try other characters because I don't know if I like um, like her, but um, she's grown on me for sure. I liked her a lot. I thought she was really cool. Oh, yeah. She'd be a great Smash Brothers addition if they would ever add another one, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And that I version of Impa. Like that. that version of Impa. Yeah. Well, I guess since we're talking about the early characters, I th we've kind of mentioned Link as well. I think the only one that, without getting, again, into spoilers, really, w other only character would be Zelda. Mm. Um, I don't know what I can say here. <laughs> I like I, I like Zelda. Um, I know that her moves are very different and, and like stiff, and yeah. how you you trigger everything, so it was a bit slow. Um, but it's calculated for sure. Um, it doesn't quite flow like any other character, and she also has some alternate playing styles that lend itself almost the same i mean it's i don't know which i prefer honestly i i wanted to really drive yeah. a lot of zelda's moves early in the game um but i started to gravitate away from her after a while until like she got later in the story and became a more uh, like a plot sticking point and then i picked her up a little bit more and played her um, yeah but she's she's still fun um i she's just so like it's gimmicky. very like yeah gimmicky and kind of bizarre and her disjointed in her movements um at first maybe she shouldn't I mean, even have oh, been sorry. playable then you know like honestly yeah. i mean at the start yeah that um for, for me that weapon she's she starts with is it it always confused me because you have the runes you can use with any character anyway and, and they play differently she still has other. those but her moves are those mm-hmm but yeah. it, it doesn't use the meter and it it's there's just so much going on on the screen um, when she's using those moves, and then you can still use, you know, the bombs outside of that, for instance. For me, it was just too much going on on the screen at once, um, you know, just for what was considered a little move, so to speak. It, it's her, that weapon of hers just sort of confused me. I'm not really a big fan of it. I don't think that her standard attacks really caused any of the effects that the special attacks did, though, like freezing yeah. in the water or anything like that. Um, or setting like bombs, the bombs or whatever wouldn't necessarily set off the shield, right. break the shields and stuff like that. But, um, but still, it's it was, it's weird. But I, I, it grew on me, and I don't know. I, I decided I was going to get good with Zelda, um, and then when 
things kind of changed for her, I was like, well, I don't know. I have less of a drive now to want to like stick with this quirky character. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd probably already kind of have spoiled that apologies, but yeah, but that that makes her actually really like her then. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I think that's everybody that's sort of early on, so I don't want to say too much more. Well, of, asterisk, uh, but <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's complicated. Uh, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and without making half the episode a spoiler, um, I guess with 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 Link, is there anything like to mention there that you think is? I, I know he's he's got the swords, um, but he's also he uses a couple different weapons that yeah, are pretty interesting, but. He's I've got never... a lot of versatility. Uh, it, they reflected that, like Breath of the Wild, how he could have different weapons. Like, you could actually yeah. have different weapons for him, like the two-handed, the the spears. Um, it was actually really, really cool to have that that option. Even though, like, I think most people probably just stuck with the sword <laughs> the one the, and the shield and everything. Plus, being able to use that bow is super useful. It can be, yeah. <laughs> Very true. It's kind of like that original uh, appeal that we always got when they first ever showed off Breath of the Wild with the, that first teaser when he jumped off the horse. Oh, with the most. yes. Yeah. That was kind of, sweet. I feel that like it sweet. kind of like was like a throwback to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely feel that. That was cool, man. Back then, before we even knew this, what the Switch was. <laughs> I think that was Wii U times. The most underutilized feature of the game, other than like using the shield to like parry attacks was using the paraglider i didn't use that hardly at all in fact i'd get upset if i accidentally used it yeah it was kind oh of my gosh yes yes <laughs> i hated that i hate when you are well, just about any character but i'll use i'll use mifa for example uh mm-hmm. or not mifa um impa you're you're start to chain up combos and before you know it you're up in the air and the weak point gauge is displayed like all right i want to get down on the ground i want to get down on the ground i want to attack i want to attack yeah. get out of the air i I hated that. I it happened to me more often than not. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I seem to remember from the first – for those of you that have played the first Hyrule Warriors, uh, there being a specific button in order to uh, to jump or, or whatever. But it felt like with Age of Calamity, I was always accidentally doing that uh, or, mm-hmm. or like we were talking about. Hated that. I don't know if any jump button in Age of Maybe I'm, at all. I might be thinking of a different game, but no, no, that might be no, that might be the true for Hyrule Warriors, uh, the rig- the first one. But this one, I don't think there's any way to jump other than using attacks that'll put you into the air. Yes, yes. So that was kind of a, a weird thing to work around. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, the game became all about patterns um, and ha- button presses and how how you did it in certain orders, um, but you had to sometimes interrupt the flow of combat to stop so that you drop down so that you could actually like break a meter or something. And it was just, it was kind of jarring. There was no quick way to drop down to the ground uh, in the heat of the battle or anything. I think if you do like a wall jump, it kicks you into that animation. Yeah. I wall jumped all the time because of some other mechanics that are in the game that are not the greatest. Yeah. It's, I, I guess maybe we could have mentioned that some at the, near the beginning, but especially for those who aren't familiar with either one of those Warriors games is, you know, I, I guess they sort of get a reputation of being just sort of mindless, you know, running out in the field and just murdering a bunch of guys, like being super <laughs> overpowered. But I really don't feel like that's the case, um, mm-hmm. especially with this one, even more so than the first one. Um, there's a lot of patterns to learn, bosses to, you know, you'll be fighting the same bosses a lot, but it's it's really learning, like, 
what their their next move is going to be. Um, you know, watching for cues and things like that. Um, they'll do the same moves generally, but sometimes they have some added effects or they move just a little bit differently. Yeah. Like at mm-hmm. some point, there's a Lionel that you'll fight that actually kind of hovers in the air for a second and then slams down. And there's like there's some, some variations that make it a little bit more like varied and, and challenging and uh, mm-hmm. kept it interesting for sure. This one also has all the different elements as well, like lightning and ice and things like Those that, are cool. that you can use. And you have to take that into consideration. They might have different actions cool. on, on characters. Cool, too. but it does yeah, remind cool. me of a common complaint that people had with uh, Breath of the Wild was, oh my gosh, joke, where's, the, where's the variety of... No, I wasn't. <laughs> where's <laughs> the variety of uh, enemies in, in where's my Breath of the Wild? Just... Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. So in the same way, you know, how many different types of uh, of Lionels and Moblins am I going to fight? I enjoyed it. Very fun, very cool. True. But I see how people could complain about that. Mm-hmm. I think that's sort of my point, too, when we were comparing the original and this one is, you know, I feel like the first one had a lot more variety in some ways, at least with characters. Like you would have, this is more the DLC, but you would have like Marin from Link's Awakening, which I thought was awesome. Um, but then you'd have Tingle with his balloons and you'd have, um, oh, I can't even think, uh, you know, the Gorons and everything else in there. It was just, it felt like there's a little bit more to that, but also the story and different universes where this is, this is just Breath of the Wild, really. Um, was uh, Soraya a playable character or one of the Kokiri? No, I don't no, think she was. was. No. That's a missed no. opportunity. Okay. It was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could have seen them maybe trying to pull that off, but no, she didn't make it in there. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, it does make me wonder like what's to come for this. If they do DLC, um, I personally hope they do. Cause I thought some of the first games DLC was really cool. Um, I would love if they had DLC, but, and, and, and the first one again, um, they had different adventure maps. Um, they had like the one that looked like the original Zelda. And then like when, uh, there was a twilight princess map and it was all sort of focused around that. There was a wind waker map. Where this is again just Breath of the Wild, and like everything is on that map. The story missions, the mm-hmm. side missions, all of it's on there. So mind-boggling. I don't know exactly how they would do that. Like I said, some of that's good. Where like it's all it's all really focused, and part of me likes that almost more. It's all focused on Breath of the Wild, that world. It's mm-hmm. you know that's cool. It's um, a bit busy. Once you get yeah. the game, but for sure. <laughs> but it it also comes with the disadvantage of. Where like the first one they could have, um, you know, the king that was the boat. I can't think of his name. King Rome or whatever his name is mm-hmm. from Wind Waker. You could play as him, but then you could also play as King Midna. of Red Lions. Yeah, you could also play as Midna from Twilight Princess. Where in this you can't really, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have all those crossovers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got its its pluses and minuses. Was it true Midna or was it? No, uh, both. Both oh. actually. Ooh, yeah, I might want to play that well, just to, to oh, yeah. through Midna. Well, the first one really was kind of a, an algamation. I can't say the word. <laughs> a celebration. Thank you. Of 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 all uh, Zelda games, really. Um, I kind of like that. Beautiful in, in a sense. Um, I do like Age of Calamity for how it does follow the uh, Breath of the Wild story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I will say. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I know we're probably getting close to where we might be talking about some spoilers. Um, Stay with the story. Yeah. <laughs> before before we do get officially started there, because I know we, we might lose a couple of people, at least until the next time stampers. So um, I, I do really recommend this if you're a fan of, especially if you're a fan of the first game, of the first Howard Warriors. But if you're a fan of Zelda and Breath of the Wild in general, you want to see more of that lore. It 
it doesn't let's say it, it doesn't take things into a too big of a new place so to speak like if you get the sequel to breath of the wild this may or may not really affect the story much um again we'll we'll get there in a minute but the story i just look at your book there and you'll know that's right but but yeah if if you like that world you want to see more of it i i think this is um sort of a no-brainer i think it's i think it's really solid and just a, a fun maybe change of pace for you to get into but outside of that um we probably should go ahead and set things up a little bit with the story um and uh the characters and things like that so if you all are cool with it we might want to go ahead and call the spoiler warning right here (laughs) so we are going basically all out we'll we'll probably start near the beginning of this but just you know all the way through the end um of this story at this point at, at least for a little while um so we can talk about more of the characters and the story and things like that um, and how all of that might connect. So I will go ahead and let one of you guys start. What did you all think of the story? Zach? Um, I've got a confession to make. Um, okay. The little side quests and everything that you do like to level up your characters and unlock things. I didn't really read them. I didn't read the flavor text there. I just kind of didn't either. <laughs> just skipped them. through them, and I feel like oh. I missed some big parts about the story, or at least some important like no, you don't. character development stuff. Like I could have gotten a full feeling of this being a world and a battle that took place in a time frame, but I just kind of skipped over that stuff because I was in a hurry, and I, I kind of wish I would have read that stuff just to gain Same. more person, give more personality to the characters. But I didn't. What I do you mean? You mean like the? You mean the? Do you mean side missions, or do you mean the in-between like the stories of the, the main the quests? Uh, the side mission stuff, where you... Where no, that's like, you nothing this person, and you don't, you, they're happy about this, and like, yeah. You don't, yeah I agree with Jacob. You don't, you don't really miss anything. Right. It may, it's more of a, yeah, this is kind of what happened, maybe in between some of the big uh, yeah, you know, the, things. But yeah, you're good with, I think, just the main, <laughs> look, reading the main stuff. Yeah, and if you go off that, I mean, it's not even canon. It's not going to make sense with the main story, you know? it's You didn't miss anything. Yeah, we'll see if it's canon or spoiler, not. Spoiler, since we already well, threw out the spoiler warning, it's it's an alternate uh, timeline, anyhow. I, I do think they actually said it was canon, except, yeah. yeah that, it that is, part but it's canon not. in the Zelda <laughs> universe, but... What does that mean? <laughs> where they said the original one was not, so... Right. So yeah. it's it's canon I mean, with Breath of the Wild. One is not either. So if that tells you anything, <laughs> <laughs> that, we don't, that we doesn't don't, we don't, that doesn't, doesn't count. count. <laughs> that, that doesn't exist. <laughs> no. So um, I, I just want to comment. Basically, this is what Edge of Calamity did story wise, um, music wise, the way uh, Ganon is in the end. It did everything that I wanted Breath of the Wild to do. Like, yes. This this game. Yes took the elements that I thought sucked in Breath of the Wild and, yeah. and amped them up, which ultimately makes me sad that this isn't a traditional Zelda game. Because if this was a traditional Zelda game, this would be my favorite Zelda game. Like, well, the way they handled it. Um, I mean, I like... I thought, I think the, the gameplay style of the game is fun, but I feel like it, you really are missing the true depths of, like, full-on Zelda based on the the unique gameplay that zelda traditionally brings yeah. um 
you know, I just wish we could mesh those games together, which who knows me, Breath of the Wild 2 does does that. You know, who knows? But that's kind of my overall thoughts as we get going in here. Zach, were you thinking something? Um, well, I almost really I feel like um to do this story of the battle that took place hundred years ago, you almost have to have it be like a, a Dynasty Warrior style game. Um mm-hmm. I mean I would imagine sure. there were thousands upon thousands of uh, enemies um, out on the battlefield. Uh, that actually reminds me of one of the memories from Breath of the Wild, in which it starts, there's a bunch of slain enemies on the ground, and Link just, you know, he like took them all out. So I kind of feel like this style of gameplay really lends itself to the story, but at the same time, I, I, I see what you're saying, Jacob. I, I, I agree with you. Um, as, as for me, I, I like how they handled it a whole lot. Um, I know some people... Uh, aren't huge fans of how it sort of pit essentially was split the timeline again in its own way. I don't <laughs> think that's going to matter a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, to be honest. I, I think that's probably the last we'll see of that split unless they add more to this game. Um, but I, I like how it was handled. Um, I like seeing at least some of the beginning of the game that would, you know, essentially lead into breath of the wild. I like seeing just little pieces of how yeah. they got there. Not a whole lot, I guess, super important that we didn't know happened there, but, uh, you know, seeing like the young Impa and everybody, um, and that the kingdom, like the way it originally was, is really cool. Being able to somewhat run around um, the castle marketplace, so to speak, before it was burned yeah. down. So that was really cool. Um, I could see the reverse happening though, um, with the story. Whereas going forward into Breath of the Wild two, maybe using that one character to bring the others into that realm would be kind of cool. Um, for story like t- plot twists and stuff like that, that would be neat. Not necessarily like play them like you do Hyrule Warriors style, but just to have that uh, integrated into the story, like show like, hey, other timelines are now dipping into this timeline, you know, mm-hmm. that you're experiencing or something like that. Because- there's that. There's that one myth. Convergence. <laughs> well, there's that. That was a thought. That was a theory, I think, a convergence theory. Because there's that. I'm, I know I'm going back to Breath of the Wild. This is Age of Calamity we're talking about. But there's another memory there where there is like a coronation ceremony where Zelda's like knighting Link. And, you know, the, the, the uh, sorry, the video or the footage cuts to the champions talking amongst themselves. And in the background, you can hear Zelda talking and she says a few things that is a like a callback i think like the twilight princess and yeah. and that mm-hmm. sort of thing so it almost seems like maybe maybe some of them did converge or or whatever at some point just a thought um but with the, with the split here i guess just to kind of go into it so you know i don't know if, for those who who don't care or or what have you um, basically partway through the story that that character that we're all talking about the the little guardian that you've probably seen um, or hopefully if you've already beat the game you know who I'm talking about can we just uh, say the name Terrico. Terrico. yeah I'm sorry I'm, I'm treating it like uh, the whole I mean, baby Yoda situation, so. yeah I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> um, now I might have just spoiled Mandalorian I'm sorry anyway <laughs> that was me. Uh, <laughs> shame on you shame on you anyhow um, yeah you know he splits um, basically we find out that he at the beginning, it shows the castle being attacked by Calamity Ganon, his forces, and all of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But he falls, and essentially, we find out he goes back in time and ends up like uh, I don't know exactly how long before, but before the castle was attacked. Right. And essentially, some things change about halfway through the story. The champions, I guess, of the I don't are they really considered champions that of the future? <laughs> as funny as that sounds to say. Um, 
show up and save the original champions and all of that sort of thing. Plot twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, why? Of course. What is it? Like, why? How does he change them or save them? What does he do? He sends he, back the. He, uh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, he sends back their uh, successors, so to speak, yeah. from Breath of the Wild to stop mm-hmm. the blights from killing them. Um, yeah. Yeah, pretty, so that's uh, actually a wow. pretty cool moment. That's where I think a lot of people were ticked off. They were not happy that they did that. They wanted to see the originality exactly. of play out of how people died, you know? Yes, um, that was an expectation. It However, was... I don't think it matters because you basically you saw how they were, they died. You did. Basically. Mm-hmm. They showed it. You thought because I remember thinking like, "This is it, man. This is how this is how they say goodbye." And uh, then they they trick you and like, boom, they get saved. Mm-hmm. If if in the original timeline that was how it happened, they really died that way. It very That's much felt like it. a Marvel like Avengers feeling. Like- yeah. And the pacing was like that too, with all the battles and stuff going on. But right. Yeah. Pulling these characters you didn't expect to see, you know, uh, it's really kind of cool that they had that epic feel. And the, I don't know. I at first I was like, oh, so they're going with that. That wasn't the part that bothered me. Uh, I was actually okay with that, and I was like, cool. Um, as long as they do this at the end, and they didn't do this at the end. What's this? Um, and th- we'll probably talk about it at the end, like with the the final like battle and everything how i expected them to wrap things up um they didn't do it in that way um it left it on a on a hanging note and i feel like they could have wrapped it up a little better um i don't know i just feel like they could have explained it a little bit more done something a little bit differently but they didn't go that that route so yeah yeah i I actually i was legitimately surprised like i I remember actually getting excited when that happened um because i I did not see that coming yeah Um, that was so cool and the cutscenes, the cutscenes. it took what the memories in breath of the wild did not do and just boom dialed it up to nine there were several of them that stood out like a sort of thumb like oh my gosh that is awesome yeah that is absolutely I'd love to see that in the next Zelda. I wish oh, they yeah. would do that. It feels it, it always frustrates me more saying that because I'm like, why don't they just do this? They can well, do it. Like well, since I brought that up, uh, one of my favorite cutscenes um, was when they're at Fort Hateno, and and it and it happened the same way. Her uh, yeah, her powers awakened same place, same yeah. way under the same circumstances. Man, when Link was taking on all of the blights, yeah. that was awesome. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, again, you go back to, like, that's the kind of crap I wanted in Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. That was, when they brought back, like, round two with all the blights and it's Link versus them all, like, that was not expected. That was so cool. I was like, dude, man, if this this is what I want from the main line. It, it was a, the story is, it's ten times better than Breath of the Wild's main story. And I'll stand by that. Really cool. I love that. I'm glad you brought that scene up. That's a... That's oh, yeah. Is. Yeah, if, if if you're a fan of Breath of the Wild, I think the cutscenes almost alone are worth it. Um, you I know, think it's they're like two like... hours long. Like some someone like put them together a compilation yeah. and they're like they are long. It's like it's a legit movie. It's yeah. it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I even thought some of the voice acting was a little bit better. I think yes, I think it's all it the is. same returning voice actors outside of the ones that might be like new characters or something. Well, not new, but you know what I mean. 
but yeah. I think especially I don't I hate to always call her out because I feel like a lot of people do and she seems like a nice person but especially Zelda's voice actor um I, I know Somerset yeah I, I know I, I won't I won't say who <laughs> I know at least one person that kind of kind of makes fun of it and I just don't really like I'm, I'm not a huge fan of how it's done in some ways like she sounds very kind of whiny I don't know if that's really the word for it like I guess she's trying to be kind of proper sounding but like like the blood moon cut scenes in the original game like she just sounds very weak I don't know I, I don't I'm not a big fan of it but then in this game like when she got to the point where um you know her power was unleashed or whatever where, where it awoken like she turned into a different person <laughs> almost and I, I thought she did a great job like I was like that I hope they stick with this Zelda like with with the sequel especially which they might since yeah. you know her powers awaken in that as well we got to see a very scared like I'm powerless I wish I could do something uh character in breath of the wild but we never got to see the you know hey I have the power now and I can lead yeah. Um, and a strong yeah. female role. Um, we didn't get to see very much of that at all. Um, so it was really great to see her shine in this game, for sure. Breath of the Wild's really done something, I think, different than any other Zelda game has. Um, Zelda has... Uh, she's there with the, you. She's active. She's... she's even, even in Breath of the Wild, the, like the original game... Like she's guiding you along, and and before that, outside of outside of Wind Waker, uh, spoilers, you know, Tetra's a pirate girl who turns out to be Zelda. Spoilers, um, but uh, like I feel like you know, like in Twilight Princess, for example, she's always just locked away. You know, she's not there. Ocarina of Time, she's there, and then she's just locked away. You know, it's like, and yes, in Breath of the Wild, she was locked away, but she was communicating to you. Um, and she plays an active role, a bigger role, I feel like, in the very end part of the game. Um, and then in this game, um, I think they did a good job, guys. We're not looking... The past Zeldas outside of Wind Waker, I'd say, were pretty much all adult-formed. At least Twilight Princess and Ocarina of Time. Uh, I'd say Skyward Sword was young, adult. Um, this one, she's kind of... I kind of feel like she's a teenager. She's 17, isn't she? Yeah, I think that's the exact age. Um, so, I mean, I think the voice acting is spot on, personally. I think it's really showing what a teenager would be going through. Um, and she's trying to find confidence within herself. And she's being asked to take and lead on a kingdom and do something that you're only used to seeing adults do, you know? And um, I, I and I think it's really, I think they did a good job, personally. I don't Weight of the world on her shoulders, man. She's uh, fighting yeah. to unseal her powers. Uh, she's doing all this research with uh, you know, the Guardians and stuff. She's got her father coming down on her. Hey, you need to do this. You need to do this. Uh, I mean, she, yeah, she's. I, I get it. Yeah, she's 17. She's a high schooler. <laughs> exactly. I mean, could you imagine if your dad was the president of the United States and all of a sudden you need to go lead the the the, the America's army? <laughs> Yeah, as a seventeen-year-old, that's essentially what happens. Yeah, I, I, I do hope. Um, like, I, I do think most of the voice acting is, is pretty good. There's a few that you know could maybe do a little bit better, but some that just a little bit more irritating than others. But I, I do really want the Zelda series to stick with it. Um, I, I kind of feel so. like for I, I kind of feel like before Breath of the Wild, especially, they could have done it, but it's like almost for tradition's sake they didn't. 
which was just kind of annoying. It was like they refused to let that evolve. But I think it can really work. Um, I think it I, could I, too. Yeah, but I think Age of Calamity proves that. On that subject, though, of people talking and voice acting, are you guys for or against ever having Link have a voice actor? Never have, never have a voice actor. I agree. I like it. I like him silent. I don't know. I think I'm. I'm wanting to say keep him silent, but then there are times where it's a little awkward, <laughs> where like he's in a room full of people. Like I think even in this game, and there, it's like he's still trying to be play like the hero role, but you know you're getting attached to all these other characters that are talking, and he's just kind of there. Well, there's a reason um, he doesn't talk. Um, I think there's an entry in Zelda's diary you read in Breath of the Wild, and she asks him why. Why don't you speak much? And he basically says, you know, he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders too. Everyone's looking to him because yeah. he's the hero. And yeah, yeah, I'm I'm torn. I, I know if he would start talking, like it would make a bunch of people throw fit. It'd be weird. So I, I I don't <laughs> I don't know. Um, if he ever does, I want it to be very little, you know, and just very. Almost like the Mandalorian is at the beginning of the show. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm making Case comparisons. School, I would say, yeah, um, and not very many spoken lines. I would imagine right. powerful enough at the right times, it could be good, but not a lot of story with that. Like I wouldn't see like just big, huge spoken lines, you know. And we got to see some of that uh, dipped into that with like Metroid and having. Hit, handled wrong for right. you know other M, yeah. um, and that, that's a lot of people like complained about Zelda, um, and Breath of the Wild was you know the, the emotion behind it, the, making her sound weak, like just maybe some yeah. people found the, the voice actor a little bit grating. Um, I personally loved it, but you know that's something that like what if they did that to Link? It would it would fall like it would be more souring yeah. than anything yeah. else because it did so much damage to Metroid, you know. <laughs> So I think having a main character speak like that may be best to stay away from it or just use yeah. very, very little. I agree. I could I could see that. Um, I, I do hope, again, that some of this sort of carries over. We see aspects from Age of Calamity in, this, in uh, Breath of the Wild 2. Um, the, the way the cutscenes were handled and the voice acting and such being part of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, with the kind of to backtrack a little bit with, with back to age of calamity completely um I, I actually again was pretty cool with how it it split and i felt like it was okay since this is sort of a side game but it still felt it still felt mostly zelda even with like the time travel and stuff in there being a right. little bit far-fetched um i still think it mostly worked overall um and i i really enjoyed it again even with with the twist i, I was it was almost it almost felt good that I didn't know what was going to happen next. Because before yeah. that, it was like, well, I know what's coming. Right, and right. Then I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah. that was that was really cool. Um, Any cutscenes feel... that um, really kind of surprised you guys? Cut. What was that? Any cutscenes that really surprised you yes. guys? Yes, yes, if I may go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Um, mm -hmm. One of the cutscenes that really surprised me um, was, I forget where you're at in the story, um, but you discover that a certain character is not dead. Um, oh, yeah. The king. Well, we've already thrown out the spoiler mm -hmm. one. Yeah, the king. The king is alive. Yeah. I did not see it coming. I'm like, oh, no, really? no, no, no. He's gone. <laughs> I, I didn't. Maybe I just wasn't looking for it, but 
I didn't see it coming. I'm like, oh my gosh, no way. Yeah. And there he was. So that was cool. And he was an awesome character too. Like his freaking terrifying. (laughs) Yeah, you can split between the axe though, like the old man look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then his big whatever that the big sword thing is. I (laughs) actually he's one of my favorite later games characters Mm -hmm. to play as. There's not a big reason to use him much, but I I do just have fun using him. Mm -hmm. Like just seeing seeing like someone in a cloak running at you with a giant axe. It's oh yeah, yeah. Especially because he holds it over his head like that. (laughs) Oh yeah, he looks he does. He looks like Santa Claus coming at you with an axe. I do not like how. See, what's one of the powers with the Sheikah slate? Um, is it stasis? I don't like how stasis uh, works with him. It just mm. feels weird to me. But. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, that actually that reminded me. Yeah, with all the different characters, how they use all those different. Um, I, I'm going to say some of their names wrong. Um, I believe it's Tebow, uh, the oh, burrito no, 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 that no, comes no. back. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I will say with him when when I first started playing, when he you know popped up. He's actually one of my favorites, and like I played with him consistently. There, if you can main a character, I usually switch out a lot. I'm not very good at sticking. No, I do not like him like at all. I don't. I, I actually He's... really like using him, except I don't like how he uses some of his runes. Um, I, I felt like he just didn't do uh, a lot of damage for flying around as much as he did. I don't like the way he feels, just or controls. It's just it's so off-putting for me. <laughs> well, and he gets a little crazy with his combos, but once you figure out how to use them properly, it's actually kind of cool um but his his like the way he would use i think it's all of them maybe stasis and bombs it almost like zooms in and you have to aim it yeah at the bad guy and that i'd always forget that and i'd end up like shooting at the ground or something because i wasn't ready for it in a hurry mm-hmm. so that was kind of annoying um another one that does that's that's pretty i guess okay to play with but does something like that with the bombs is uh oh shoot what's his name uh, the Zora. Wow, I went blank. It's um, Sidon. Sidon is when you use the bombs with him, like he basically bat. like tosses them up like he's you know hitting a baseball, mm-hmm. and yeah. you have to time it right. And I, I thought that in was... the middle of those fights, I don't want to have to deal with that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I didn't really like him. I thought he played awful. I didn't. Mifa not... was better than than he was. Way better. Yeah, he was very okay. I think it was part of it's really so wow. big. I love playing a side on. He's got that charm. He's got that smile. He's, he's not like he's not that he's, good player to me. Where Mifa is like the flowing of water and fluidity. Like he is like the crashing, roaring ocean. Like yeah. using his attacks. Like if you hit your your shoulder button at just the right time to give it that extra oomph and, and pull off other combos off of that. Like it's really powerful. Just like crashing waves. I love that theme for him. My coordination must just be off because I cannot <laughs> do it. It's all about time button presses for him, yeah. and yeah, he he's he's big and kind of runs a little slower. Yeah. Um, but he packs a punch, and I just yeah. love love the different things well, you can do with that. We we brought up those two. Um, so uh, Daruk and Yunobu. I personally liked uh, Yunobu better than Daruk a little really? bit by by yeah. hair, but I did. Here's See, okay. with Yanobu, I feel like I didn't understand. I'm maybe even just dumb, but like, don't I don't understand where way. the different shields would I didn't come like, the like special, but... I get the shield, but I don't know why certain ones are better in certain places. I maybe I haven't used them enough. And I, I like them. I want to like them, but like, I feel like certain shields, I swear I'd get hurt more with, with some things coming at me. I don't know. Maybe it was just me, but he, he was fun to use. Um, he's he can be a little bit whiny um, as a character, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, 
a little bit too much of a chicken. It's kind of like when they give a character characteristics and they just one like their one note, um, sort of like Rivali can be. It's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, that's fine, but then they don't do anything else. It gets a little bit irritating. Um, but outside of him as a character, yeah, he's pretty fun to use. I, I think. I mean, it's a little bit. If I understood him a little bit better, that would help. And then Arbosa's sidekick. Yeah, what, uh, Rishu. Rishu? Thank Rishu. you. What, I now, what, I got a good laugh out of that one. When they popped up and, like, they say their name, you know, when a new character pops in on the screen, even, like, Zelda or whoever, when they first pop up in the story, it, you know, tells you their name at the bottom of the screen and all that, like a nice little introduction. With her, it said her name, and then it said, I, I can't think of her, the the animal that's with her name. But she, like, got Patricia. her own... Patricia, for some reason, I, we got a good laugh out of her getting her own like splash screen. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> now she's—I don't know what you think. She's probably my least favorite of those four to use. Um, kind of like just her because I, I was pretty cool. She just gets so crazy. Like I—I I don't oh, yeah. know. She just goes all over the place, and I don't feel like I have much focus with her. Like I—I I don't know what she's gonna do. Next, I know what you're saying, but I I thought I enjoyed her, and I thought she was powerful, and I thought when she got the hangover, she was really fun, um, especially when you could just like release lightning on everybody with her. I thought she moved, oh, yeah. she moves around so fast, and I yeah. like that. Um, I hate that's what I didn't like about Daruk. Is I felt like Daruk was just so freaking slow moving around, um, but she moved really fast, and I like that. I think she's one of those that would be good, like on the stages that are you're against like 900 bad guys. Yes, I think she'd be perfect for that. I I don't like her as much against bosses. I think is what right. it is. Um. Well, I know we kind of jumped off this, but um, Zach already said it. Were there any other cutscenes for you guys? Like Ryan, is there a cutscene that kind of just surprised you? You did not expect that. Like, what's your favorite? Uh. Everything that happened. Uh, definitely the moment where uh, my first one was uh, Mifa's, and so oh, okay, um, having or well, I, I just I, the moment that Prince Sidon like kind of popped in there was really cool for me. I was like, awesome, they're doing that. That's really cool. Um, other cutscenes, um, there's just so many like there, so many emotional scenes. Um, I think that the it felt. <laughs> really uh kind of confirming to see why mm. Zelda was so angry at her father for taking mm. away uh Terrico. That was really cool to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kinda I kinda connected that with Breath of the Wild and how she's so angry at, at him for taking away her, her tech research when it was yeah. a little bit more it was m- more personal than than just like, oh I like my science things. Like right. it was, you know, you took away my best friend, you know. That yeah. that was really cool to see that. Um and then uh, anything else like kind of really expanded the story uh, or of just Breath of the Wild itself uh, that kind of supplemented that. Um, it may not be canon. It may not have happened in that timeline, but it does help to tell the story. It happened. Uh, you it happened get a scope for how tough the battles were. Yes, Calamity Ganon started his assaults earlier in this version mm-hmm. um, due to the aid of the, the Harbinger, um, you know, which was actually the Terrico from that timeline yeah which is cool uh, that he took a took, took control of now that he knew that terrico existed from the future right. so it was kind of cool like that was that kind of like yin and yang thing. yeah 
Uh, Josh, did you have a scene? Yeah, I, w- I wanted to kind of two different things here. Um, Zelda's lullaby, hearing it come out of Terrico yeah. a few times, I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. It it had a nice kind of touching moment for the story in a couple ways, mm-hmm. um, and it tied it back to Zelda's mother and why why Terrico is so important to her and all of that. I thought that was really nice, but it also, to me, Breath of the Wild sort of feels like its own thing, like away from the rest of the Zelda series almost. And I feel like it it had a way of tying everything back into that as well. So I almost didn't expect to hear it, but like I don't think so much of Ocarina of Time when I see Breath of the Wild as much as I do when I see Twilight Princess, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. And I just felt like it sort of tied it all back into the series, but it also um, it also just felt really kind of sweet in the story. Um, but also one of the cutscenes, uh, and I'm, I'm trying to think of all of them. It's been about a month since I beat it, but one of them I really liked was the, uh, when all of the armies of Hyrule were coming together near the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just showed all of them lined up. And, you know, they're leaders with them. And uh, one thing we hadn't talked about, I'm sorry, I, I know we're running a little low on time, I think, at this point. Um, but the uh, the Divine Beast, um, and they were there and all of that. I thought that was super cool. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if, 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 if actually we have a moment there, what did you all think of controlling the Divine Beast? Was there any of them that you especially liked or, you know, just didn't get the feel of? Not really. I thought there. I didn't like it. Um, Breath of the Wild to me really made those beasts seem indestructible, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And in this game, they really just showed like they're really like beatable pretty easily if the enemies attack enough. And I didn't like that. I, it kind of brought them down to earth a little bit for me, you know. Whereas in the original story, you had to be climbing again and taking them over internally to get control over them and i didn't like how like you know like the whole game it's like oh we got to get we got to get them together so they can send off this massive blast it's going to just hurt ganon so bad and like the in this game they're just sending off those blasts all the time left and right yeah Uh, and i just felt like it just kind of diminished the the importance of those beasts in my opinion Hmm. i see your point but at the same time i had fun with it man probably Hmm. one of my favorite uh Divine Beast Control was uh, – and I'm probably going to get their names mixed up. Is it Varuda? I think that's Rivali's mm-hmm. Divine Beast, if I'm not mistaken. Meadow. That was – yes. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. That was probably my favorite one to control, mm-hmm. personally. You know, if you think about it, like, Guardians can shoot off laser beams all the time. I don't see mm-hmm. why that the the gar- or the, uh, the Divine Beast couldn't do that. They're the same tech, pretty much. I mean, yeah, they seem a little bigger, but – a little. But uh, – I can see that though. Like, it was, it's like a, kind of the big attack, you know, to take out Ganon. Why are they using it all the time? I can definitely see that point as well. Um, it was cool to be able to have that power. And I didn't really feel like they were being destroyed. Like, if you failed, you just ran out of time. You didn't do the thing that you were trying to do in time. It ran out of power for that time. So they were too late to, to save the thing. Um, I never really felt like it was like they were being destroyed because it was just weak. Um, I just felt like it was temporarily halted and it was a pivotal point in the battle where it could have made a difference um, for Ganon winning or losing. So that's kind of how I felt on that one. Yeah, I um, I think my favorite one, did, and I, I honestly don't remember the name, it's the camel. <laughs> um, Boris. Yeah, I, I think that was my favorite one. Once, once I learned it yeah, at first, I didn't realize the right stick moved where you were aiming the lightning 
Oh, man, yeah. this thing has short range. Like, I was like, it's cool, but you can only get like right, to, right in front of you. Once I oh. figured that out, like, I, I fell in love with it. It was that really was cool. Best. It's so much fun to charge in yep. and then just l- yeah. drop oh, the lightning all around. That's so cool. Mm, oh, yeah. And like the special move with it, too. You just feel like a Ooh. beast. Like, you just cause this huge <laughs> storm in front of you. I loved it. Um, Definitely. That was probably my favorite. I thought that was a cool, I thought overall it was a cool addition. Um, there was nothing like that in the first Tower Warriors. Um, right. No. And, you know. Well, no. We had, the other kind of was. Um, there was a mode where you were, um, like all the the monsters, like in, you were like plowing down, uh, like you you could be Ganon, Beast Ganon. I don't know if you guys oh, remember that. Oh yeah. So kind of similar. Use that mode, but different. Like, yeah. I almost completely forgot about that. That was yeah. like an extra thing that I think they added later or something that I don't yeah, feel like they did right. much with. No. That's true, but um, yeah, I, I I just I thought that was a super cool addition, and I yeah. feel like they mostly did it sure. well. Um, it was fun, and think, they didn't overdo it either. <laughs> I think if they did a villains storyline for DLC, I could see that happening. Probably, I know Hyrule Warriors is known for having, or, or the Warriors formula has been known to have villains playable. And so, yeah. like, maybe playing as the Blight Ganons would be kind of weird, but definitely playing as, um, uh, what's his name, Aster, uh, yeah. would be pretty cool. And then, of course, you know, Dark, the Harbinger, Terrico, and, uh-huh, uh-huh. and stuff like that. That would be kind of cool to see that side of the story and figure out what all Aster was doing behind the scenes. Um, one character switches from bad to good. Well, yeah, yeah they're the y- the um, But, you know, seeing things like that. Um, it would be really cool. Um, I would like to see more of the story to see where Aster plays in. I believe he was the fortune teller that for total yeah. claiming again and coming from Breath of the Wild. Um, mm-hmm. They gave him a face and a name, but but he was corrupted by Ganon earlier. If not, I, I don't know if he was still corrupted by Ganon or if he was just, you know, just a well, normal person. If I may bring up a point now, I've only heard one source talk about this. Um, uh, Zeltic, one of my favorite Zelda YouTubers, um, he brought up in his story explain video of a- Age of Calamity. Um, when Terrico goes back in time, there's a little bit of Ganon's malice that follows him. Uh-huh. So it's almost like there's two uh, yeah. Ganons um, at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, and Gosh. by the time the Calamity does happen um, at the, towards the end of Age of Calamity, it's like it's just dialed to 11 or something like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I, never realize, I, I never felt like the Ganon from Age of Calamity originally in that timeline really surfaced. I felt like that was yeah. the other one drawing power from the original Ganon from that timeline. I never felt like that was the old old. That's kind of how I feel too. Yeah. I felt like that was really the Ganon that was getting revenge from the future those hopping back that's kind of where i felt like that was the one that was pulling the strings and it drew on the ganon's power that already existed there in the timeline yeah the final battle yeah it's kind of how i felt with that and like he was still lying in wait i was like where's the other ganon like why is yeah. that not happening never I, I thought just, about that. that that's kind of how i felt with the whole final battle i was like well this isn't the real ending like there's there's more to this than than that so i never I, thought of that i didn't realize that honestly i, I kind of felt like i i didn't I didn't draw that together that there would be two calamities in the one timeline. I didn't think about that. Um, I went, was I totally. Oh, I need to say my favorite cutscenes. I never said that. Um, once that shocked me, 
Um, I one uh, you bring up the that you you brought up the um, prophecy guy. Uh, that scene where he's like pulling souls out of the Yiga clans. Oh, um, oh gosh, I thought that was actually a pretty dark for Zelda. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. literally was like sucking their souls out and their dead bodies laying over the ground. That that surprised me. I've never. Don't feel like we've ever seen that in a Zelda game. Um, so that was surprising. And uh, it just showed how dark that dude was. Um, and then, uh, I i mean, Josh kind of already said it. Uh, but um, we've never seen Princess Zelda's mother uh, ever. Oh. And um, I thought... For they were, I thought for the split second, man, they were about to show it, and I kind of jumped up out of my seat a little bit. Like she turns around, and she's talking to her mom, and she turns around so fast, but then it like blurs out. It's like, oh man! And to me, that was really cool. That was a that was kind of a touching moment of the heart because the eldest mom is never around, and um, it was, I don't know, it got a little emotional there, honestly, yeah. and that her mother dies. Um, I don't remember in Breath of the Wild that they talk about her mother's death much, but um, that was really give why. Yeah, that was really just really touching. Um, said she got sick, but I don't remember if that was even mentioned. Yeah, it, and I wonder if Princess Zelda's mom's name is Zelda too. Is that possible? So, isn't it like all the females in that line are I, Zelda? Wait, I think that I think that is a tradition. If I'm thinking of lore from some of the different games that um the princesses are always named zelda, zelda yeah. if i'm not mistaken yeah um and then um yeah you know the the robot uh terico is that his name terico mm-hmm. yeah. plays uh the song of time to bring in the heroes yes um, oh yeah which was very great drawback to ocarina of time and then yeah he played zelda's lullaby there's something about zelda's lullaby that is just so soothing of the heart it really pulls out the heartstrings it's really yes. beautiful and again it goes back to my point of what i my top criticism of breath of the wild one that is not a, it's not a it's it's a missing soundtrack there's yes. good sound pieces in it um but that soundtrack is not a masterpiece that no that it it lacked what zelda always brought and that was heart-stringing music um and this game was filled with it and every time they hinted back to zelda's lullaby i was like yes like yeah. that that's what you were missing even the intro when you you it has that eerie music oh yeah you know it's like uh it, isn't it like the it's like the it's the menu screen of all traditional zelda games um they're playing that but it's like kind of eerie i think yeah the fairy fountain right. um but it's kind of dark and i thought I just thought that this game really hit well on the music notes. Um, no pun intended. That was really, really cool. Um, and that's why Breath of the Wild 1 is missing. And hopefully Breath of the Wild 2 has a, a way better soundtrack. Um, I'll stand by that through and I through. Think, uh, I, I think with Breath of the Wild, I think it did a lot of that right. And I feel like we've kind of downed it in some ways. Like I have the cutscenes and things. I still think Breath of the Wild is like an, it is an awesome game. Oh, yeah. In a lot of ways, a masterpiece. Um, mm-hmm. But like with the music... Um, I, again, I think the way they handled a lot of it was was cool, like with the overworld and things. But I do feel like they could have added some other musical aspect to that that Zelda usually has, like um, yeah. like a musical instrument or or something that that prompted that 
to happen a little more often, you know, not just callbacks for the sake of callbacks, but, you know, actually like a good purpose for it. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I do hope something like that shows up again into, um, gives it a little bit more life, a little bit, feel, makes it feel a little bit more <laughs> Zelda, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, now, again, I, I know we're, I know we're kind of cutting short on time here, but one of the other things I wanted to mention um, with the way this sort of t- wraps up um, th- with the ending and the twist and all of that sort of thing, do you think this will have any sort of effect on the sequel for Breath of the Wild? Or do you think this is sort of a one and done, sort of went off in its own way, that sort of thing? Uh, I think as far as having like an Age of Calamity sequel, I don't think we really need one. I think Personally, I feel like this was a one-and-done thing. It served its purpose, but as far as Breath of the Wild 2, one aspect that I think could be affected because of Age of Calamity would be um, the champion successors. They went back in time, or back to the original timeline, I would assume, so it kind of makes you think, how you know, do they go back and talk to Link and Zelda about what happened? Like, you know, right. that is, That's an interesting aspect. I always wondered where they were at when they, like, when they came. Like, how did they were they ready? Were they warned? Like, hey, you need like to have your bow drawn before you get sucked into here. Or was like, you know, what if Tebu was pooping or something and he just gets sucked <laughs> into a different timeline? I was like, what the heck? <laughs> what happened yeah, there? Right. Anyway. I wonder what they'll do with that. Like, I could like look at it a bunch of different ways. And I don't know if Nintendo would necessarily pull that in. Pull that in. Um, as much as I'd like to see something like that, um, you know, you could even argue that, you know, that Ganon, that piece of Ganon that went through when Terrico first, you know, jump, time jumped, like that piece of Ganon was Ganon's insurance policy so that even if he did give up his reincarnation in that timeline, like his other, his reincarnation of himself will be in that, that alternate timeline and that could be pulled into this Zelda 2 later or something where he comes back because he has another piece of his, you know, incarnation there or something who knows uh but they did drive that point at the end of breath of the wild with the whole like you know he's giving up his incarnation to end this you know be the one end all be all um and yet we see breath of the wild too you know showing like there's still you know ganondorf uh, husk at least hanging out uh down below the the castle or catacombs or whatever um uh i really like that that theming now as far as what they're going to be doing with this whole like Terrico time travel split timeline thing. I really don't know. It's going to be a Breath of the Wild 2, not a Majora's Mask scenario. It's actually going to be a sequel, not just like a weird like offshoot um, is what it's seeming like. Uh, so it'll definitely have story beads and stuff to kind of tie everything together. Um, but I think that they did a really good job with this uh, this Age of Calamity story. Like that was a great, great story for a any game, uh, let alone a Zelda game. Um, and yeah, it wasn't a Zelda game, but it definitely like was a story that we wanted and craved from for Breath of the Wild. Um, that we felt like it felt a little felt a little flat. Um, and I think they they definitely made up for it with this game. It is a shame that they couldn't have it all in one package, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, I think really what we've come to conclude is from what we've talked about, I think Breath of the Wild 2 is going to take place after Age of Calamity. 
I think it's going to be on this alternate timeline. Um, and especially for you guys confirming it, that the traditional calamity of that, of that timeline didn't even show. And I was like, wow, well, that kind of just makes sense to me. If the original planned, if that calamity had knowledge of another calamity coming from a different timeline, it would maybe change its course a little bit, change its plan instead of being this all out pig beast um, to find its uh, Gerudo mummified body and uh, start bringing life back into it. And I think that they very well could. I mean, heck, why, why do you th- maybe Nintendo reached out to this company to make this story happen to fill in the gaps of how they were going to go about Breath of the Wild too, because you're right. Like that was the big question. Is like, well, Ganon. She said at the end of the game, he can never come back. But then now, Breath of the Wild two is happening, and Ganondorf's there. So that doesn't make sense. This is a way around that. And um, I'm gonna put my money on it now that it follows this timeline and not the Breath of the Wild one timeline that we've already played. That's a big gamble, but I mean, you know. The- what you just said that that could kind of make sense, I guess. Uh, I never thought of it that way. Um, we'll, we'll see. Um, I will. I need. I need a comment real quick on the final boss fight. Um, I it again. You talk about things doing right. It justified it. What I or it made what I wanted to happen in the original one. What I hated about that final boss fight. It looked nothing like Ganon. It looked nothing like Ganondorf. Had no resemblance of the character that we had built up in our mind. It looked like this deformed weird monster and in this one he took on a human form and it looked like i was fighting a, an enraged giant ganondorf honestly yes. and yes. i loved that because he took on a humanoid form by killing the dude he took on the oh human- that was epic that was weird and epic it was crazy oh uh, he yeah. took out aster like it was an indiana jones villain it's death like, or something you he ain't gonna like, tell oh, me yeah. what to do <laughs> oh yeah he was just like who do you think you are type thing you know and um, I loved that. I, that was really, really cool. It kind of just justified my feelings about the first game and the final fight there. I, I just had to make a comment about that. Um, that's an interesting parallel, though. Uh, Aster had the uh, the eye on his forehead, um, and that is the eye that was on the Ganondorf or the, the that character in Breath of the Wild 2 trailer. So mm. maybe that was Ooh. what took over Aster, was something to do with that eye um or it's definitely a mark of ganon of some sort mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of a cool element there um that is interesting i didn't think of it that way um i do wonder if we'll see i didn't i, I was sort of set on ah they're probably not going to tie anything from this into two but it does make me wonder if they sort of added something in here to to help you better understand it into like if aster yeah how comes back or something like that, that, that you're like, oh, okay, you know, you don't necessarily need to play Age of Calamity to, to understand it, but, you know, you can make that connection a little easier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd like that's... to see that. Like, they're foreshadowing yeah. something, but you have no idea until you play the actual sequel, and they're like, oh, wow, that's what that meant. That's right. going to be really cool if they do something like that. Um, um, Nintendo, they can do whatever the heck they want. <laughs> they do. Do you want to cover the uh, some of the lower points of the game, like camera and yes, weird yes. character <laughs> the camera was awful i hate when you target yeah. an enemy and it just goes crazy 
Yeah, it gets off you, and you're yeah. just like hit max, you're just button mashing, and you can't see yourself, but you're just mm-hmm. hoping you're hitting them. <laughs> yeah. That was bad. That was really bad. I had that happen on multiple occasions. That was yeah. I hated fighting Hinoxes because they'd like back you into a corner, and then the camera wouldn't adjust, and you're just yeah, it's so easy to get lost. And then like another enemy, like you know, sideline you, like take you from the side, like clothesline you. Um, just because you can't see, right. and it will not yeah. move and, and move in a in a way that is helpful. <laughs> yep, the Ganons, the Blights would do that to me too. I'd get stuck in a corner or something, and mm-hmm. um, I've lost a couple times just because of that happening. If it was zoomed out just a little bit, that would have helped, but it it kept pretty much locked in that one position. So, yep, I I can agree to the camera being a pain in the butt in a couple areas. Um, mm-hmm. it, it makes it hard. It, there's sort of that. I don't know what they call it in this. I want to call it Z targeting just because I'm used to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, can, you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah. But like certain moves, especially with bosses, would would take place. It was hard for me to dodge. I would find myself doing circles around them instead mm-hmm. of like, you know, I don't know how to explain it. The camera just it, it would work against me. It wasn't I wasn't going in the direction I would think I, I should be going when I was trying right. to dodge a move. And I was like, well, I knew what they were about to do. You know, I don't even hardly feel like it was my fault. Um, but yeah, that was definitely one of the harder aspects. Um, we, we do need to go ahead and wrap it up. So I apologize. We can't go into this as deep as I'd like, but is there any favorite side characters you have without going too deep into it that we didn't get a mention? Um, I, can think of. I guess an honorable mention, whereas it happens to be like the worst character in the game. I really like that there's flavor text in the game talking about how they basically conned and roped the horse god into helping them out. Um, if you use a special every once in a while, the horse god will pop up and attack. And that's awesome. Like, I've always been like a fan of that fairy because it's just so random and out there and so different. Um, and I like that they actually kept him in this game and it popped up, you know, every once in a while. I wish there was more of him. <laughs> Uh, Zach, you got anybody? Uh, Hetsu. Hetsu. Uh, when he first that. spoke in the first cutscene. I love like, his voice. What? Oh, really? I did I not expect I did not expect that. I did I was expecting maybe a slightly deeper voice, but yeah. Cool character. Neat. You I got the control. thing. I learned yeah. the thing. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lot of fun. That was annoying. Like his dance and all him. I don't like to play him, but I really like no. his voice and, and just I, I think he's kind of fun to play with, really. I don't know, he's a little big. Um I I'll, I'll go ahead and throw out Terrico, I think is is good fun once you get him. Um mm-hmm. the only thing I don't like about him is I do feel like he's a little weak. But really? that just I may have just not you just shooting. Yeah, but and I, I've upgraded it too, but I I, I don't know. I, I don't think I've used him maybe enough. I've I've used him a decent bit, but I need to go back and and play as him some more. I um, used him to take down the four blights in that one, uh, one fight. Oh gosh, that one's a pain in the butt. I did it with with Erico and I just shot a lot. I did it with Link, Erico, but so. um, okay. But there's actually, I, you know what? I'm actually going to save one spoiler. I don't know if some of you all even know this. There is actually one more character I do not have unlocked. Um, oh, okay. I don't. Not, I know none of us do actually. Um, so look forward to that. Minute. But uh, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I won't ruin that one. Sounds <laughs> good. Well, um, unless there's anything else you all have to add, I think we shall go ahead and wrap this thing up. Um, okay. And saying we've been getting pretty late for a while. So, um, again, uh, big thanks to Zach for 
joining us tonight. I'm glad you finally got to join us on an episode. Glad to um, be in. And I hope you get to jump in with us again sometime soon. I'd for, love that. For something or another. Um, and this wasn't even our traditional sort of episode. This was a newer game. But uh, just wanted to get that out there. I felt like there's a lot to talk about, obviously, on it. Oh, yeah. Um, some things we didn't even get to cover. But, uh, yeah, hope to have you back on here soon. Um, great. Jacob and Ryan, if you have anything to add there, or if you don't, I will go ahead and jump on into doing the due diligence, uh, yeah. as we normally do. Um, of course, you can find us on all the social medias, mostly, <laughs> on Twitter uh, at Nintendo underscore NOS, uh, and then on Facebook at, with Nintendo Nostalgia and the Nintendo Nostalgia Facebook group there. Um, we always have a lot of different discussions and things going on there, so be sure to join us there. Um, we are also on Instagram um, with, at Nintendo Nostalgia, so follow us on there as well if you've got it. Um, until then, uh, we will see you all next time. Y'all have a great week. Bye. Bye. See ya. Later, Preston. Chris just called in, too. He doesn't like me, right? That's what it is. Because you hit his dog. I've never met his dog. Or him.